Hi, I'm Danny Black, and welcome to the At Sports Bulk Podcast. On this podcast, I will be talking sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia. I'll be interviewing hobby guests. I will be talking about my own thoughts. I'll cover regular sports that relate to the hobby. That's the fun part. More importantly, I want you along for the ride. So click like and follow for more content, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Bolt. I'm still Danny Black, and I'm joined by my cousin Oz, the People's Mailman. How you doing, Oz? <laughs> I'm doing good, Danny. Cousin Danny in the house, man. This is exciting, brother. I'm really excited to be on the uh, Sports Bolt program here. I hate to tell you, it is absolutely nothing it's lived, it's built to be. So uh, settle in, relax, and I'll disappoint you for the next day, half an hour or so. Uh, we, you know, now, now, you, now you know it's like being married to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny B, Danny B, man. This is a long time in the making, brother. Appreciate you having me on, for real, for real. No, no, for real, for real. Appreciate you being here. So um, we, we've done... I don't know about 28 other situations and arrangements and uh, configurations. I feel like we're the Brady bunch. We can just look at each other and we've yeah. been, we've been in every other box. So, you know, uh, it's good. It's good to do the, the, the one-on-one box. Yeah. So. You know, whenever uh, there's trouble in hobby hotline, you know, you could always count on Danny B to be there to uh, hop in and, and, you know, just, uh, just take, take command, take control and uh, make it a good show, which is what I appreciate about you, man. Well, Total professional. I, I appreciate that. And your check is in the mail. <laughs> so uh, one of the reasons we're having fun and goofing off a little bit, if you guys can't tell, is we've met before. Uh, we know each other a little bit. Uh, proud to call you a hobby friend. And this is kind of marking a, a little bit of an anniversary, if I can be a little bit mushy with you. Yeah, w- w- this uh, national will be one year uh, that we met in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we actually had met uh, beforehand uh, on screen. Yes. Um, so we're, we're really almost, you know, within a month or two of almost a year since we met. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing, Danny, because time flies when you're having fun. And, you know, with, with this hobby, it just it's like almost like dog ears. It goes like that. And I can remember just being at the National. We were just talking about it. And everybody, you know, like we said, the cards are great. People were great. But Atlantic City, not so much. I didn't mind it. I knew what, what to expect. But a lot of people came there and they were like, what the hell is this? And so it, it's just funny. And I just can remember it like it was yesterday. Well, the funny thing is, it's the only national my family's ever come with me, and I and I feel like I, I set such a low bar. Like, oh no, please don't judge it. The national were, were, they, were they let down? <laughs> they, 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 were, they were very let down. You know, my, my kids are like, this, this is what you're excited to go on. You know, to, well, it's work for daddy, son. You know, uh, but yeah, no, that that didn't play. So I'm looking forward to Chicago. I'll be driving out there. Um, are are the cousins heading out? Uh, yes, yes, we'll be there uh, Thursday to Sunday. Okay, and I think uh, you guys got some stuff we're going to talk about later, but uh, we got we got all sorts of excitement. So let's take a step back for you. Okay. Um, I've referenced cousins collectibles. Uh, talk to me uh, with, with due respect to our friend and cousin Tony. Give a little history on on you guys, your show. And uh, lead us kind of, I guess, maybe right up until last year. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's real simple. Uh, you know, pandemic for a lot of people got them back into the hobby. Same for myself. I collected when I was younger, stopped in uh, high school pretty much and left my cards to the side. Uh, I'm 47 years old, so not, not a young buck. Got a little age on me. And uh, like I said, with the pandemic coming around, looking for something to do. And my brother, we were talking and I just for some reason, cards came up. I don't know what it was. I, I just know at that time cards were popping up everywhere record sales people were talking about it it was in the news and me and my brother just started chatting about it and i was like you know what i, st I think i still have my cards man and and he's like yeah and we were in my basement i said yeah so i went in my back room and pulled out my blue box and we start looking through the stuff and you know i hadn't collected since i was 17 years old so i had no idea about any comps or what anything is i'm just looking <laughs> you know i'm just like oh man look at these cards so i'm looking through them they're all junk wax you know 80 89 90 hoops the david robinson rookie uh -huh. card you know all, all the classics the jordan so i start googling it and the first images that pop up they're not necessarily comps they're just what people are asking the price for so i have like an 89 uh 90 magic johnson base card that's looking it's showing it's going for eight thousand dollars on ebay raw Sure. I was like, oh, my God. I'm looking at my brother like, dude, man, I've been holding these cards for 30 <laughs> years. I said, I'm getting paid. Your brother's getting paid. And we're like high-fiving, going through it. I got like six, seven Jordans. I'm like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. And so needless to say, I thought, man, I made it. I, I can retire now from the post office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so needless to say, I had a buddy of mine who's a, also a mail carrier who is a vintage collector, vintage baseball collector. And he was like, yo, man, he's like, uh, you got some cards. I was like, yeah, I sure do. He's like, why don't you bring them in? I said, okay. I said, I'm gonna bring them in. I said, but don't be surprised. I said, bro, it's, it's some real stuff. Like he's like, oh, no, bring them in. I'll take a look. I'll let you know. I was like, yeah. I said, I might need a security guard or something. Cause he's, uh, <laughs> this binder that I have hits gold. So I bring the binder in the oh. next day. We're flipping through the pages. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. oh this is cool this is awesome yeah and i'm like you're damn right look at that jordan look at that he's like yeah nice flair you know 90 jordan <laughs> this, is, this is nice and so you can see the binder i'm like so what's up what do you think man you know i'm all smiles he's like yeah bro he's like you got about i don't know 17 dollars and 50 cents there and i said what <laughs> i said you better stop playing and his name's corky and we've actually had him on the show. He, <laughs> and Corky's like, listen, I don't mean to bust your bubble. I'm not talking smack on your eyes. You know I love you, but I'm going to be upfront and honest with you. This is what they call junk wax. And everybody has it. It's cool. It's nostalgic. But it's not worth anything. So I closed my binder, needless to say. I walked out of there like, whatever, man. You're just a baseball play, you know, collector. You don't like basketball. You don't know what you're talking about. I went home, you know, I picked up my basketball and I went home, you know, I was like, whatever. <laughs> and um, when I got home, I said, let me, let me see what this is about. Let, let me I'm taking my junk wax with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm taking my junk wax, but I was like, I, I got to see what's going on. Is he telling the truth? And so I went into a deep dive, Danny, and I'm, I'm just studying everything online. I start looking at some YouTube content. I start listening as I'm delivering the mail to every podcast out there when it has to do with cards. And I realized after about, you know, two or three days consuming content, yes, I have a ton of junk wax and I have nothing. But I do realize that I love collecting 
And I think I'm going to get back into it now that I have a little bit of disposable income. So I start collecting cards on my own, sneaking cards into my basement as I'm getting huge mail days. My wife has no idea what I'm doing. I'm just like, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm doing me. And uh, right. she has no idea. Nobody does, actually. So then one day I hit up my cousin and I send him a couple of my cards. And he was like, hey, you know, what's that? I said, oh, you know, these are my basketball cards. And he was like, no, they're not. I said, yeah. I said, I'm, I've been collecting them. He's like, bro, you just got that off of Google Images. Those are not your cards because I showed him a couple Dr. J's and, you know, uh, some uh, Barkley rookies and, you know, some real decent cards, at least decent for me. And I was like, and he's like, huh. And he goes, you know, take a picture of them with 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 the cards. So at the moment, I had just gotten home from work. And I don't know, this is a pretty famous story. But, uh, proof of life. Yeah, proof of life. So I, I have a pool table. Actually, this is where I'm at in my, in my my man cave down here. This is where I record on my, my pool table. But I, I cleared everything out, and I strategically placed all my cards on the table. And I had uh, my boxers and T-shirt on, real sexy. And I laid down. And I had, I had my daughter come oh, down yeah. and take a, a pic of oh, me, yeah. and, I, and I sent it to Tony, and he was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and needless to say, that that is the uh, spark, Danny, that that started Cousins Collectibles. That that led Tony and I to where we are today, where we've been, um, you know, we're almost 100 episodes in to Cousins Collectibles. We do interviews. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. So we figure we'll get experts on and interview them and try to get as much information as we can. Somehow, some way we got to hold a cousin, John Newman. We call him cousin. Everybody's a cousin when they come on to uh, Cousins Collectibles, part of the family. And John Newman invited us to be on the stage last year with you, which was nuts. Cause I'm like, what are we going to do up on the stage? I don't know what I'm talking about, John. You're like, no, no, you guys are good. You're good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my first national. That, that is John. <laughs> yeah. My first national I'm, and Tony and I are walking up on stage and we're looking at each other like, bro, what do we get ourselves into? Needless to say, my boy, Danny, you know, took the bull by the horns, kept it moving. You know, John can, talk it up a little bit uh, but Danny interspersed himself in there and was like you know what let me get up in here and made it real nice and easy the conversation flowed and and how long were we up on there was that like uh half hour hour something like yeah that. whatever it was it flew by so yeah. it, it didn't feel like any awkward situation and um you know at first you get little butterflies especially when you have no idea what the hell you're doing Oh yeah, but I got comfortable real quick and uh you guys made it easy but yeah man that's kind of like the origin story you know long-winded story but that's how it all came about man no first of all uh i i paid the meter for the full hour so don't <laughs> don't worry about your answers we're, we're good on that uh a couple things i've learned when doing work with uh oh, with yeah. some of our cousins in, 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 invest in your uh in your sand timers here <laughs> they, they, they keep everybody on on track right nice. nice. um and a, and a great tool when you host your own podcast also <laughs> nice. um the other thing I remember is the three of us kind of being giddy off to the side. Yeah. Like they had that big speaker, mm -hmm. like right by the steps. Yep. And, you know, I'd like to say it was this glamorous area. It's, it, it, was, <laughs> it was literally behind a speaker. And, and, and it, but it's right where you went up on the stage and like just chilling, like getting ready to go up there. And that was that was a very cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. like I said, for our first time, that kind of set the bar. Um, and we'll we'll get into a little bit later what we got planned for for this national. But it's like, man, you know, the first one we're up on stage, like, where, where, do, where do we go from here? You know, it's kind of like, 
it, you know, it's it's mind blowing um, what we've been able to do and accomplish in such a short period of time. Not that we uh, done anything great, but but to us, it is, you know, some would say graphic on the screen <laughs> changes in one year. Look at that. Hey, You're <laughs> I made four banners. Come on. Uh, so that's exactly what I want to touch on. So we're, 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 you know, the proverbial fast forward one yeah. year and uh, talk just strict, strictly um, from a, a content creation, forget mm -hmm. who you're doing it with or everything else. Just the way you interact with a microphone. Yeah. Talk about that, that, how that, how that's changed. Well, first off, just, just right off the bat, I've never, done this at all never had any kind of training never did any public speaking so to me this was all foreign so the whole thing about tony coming up with the fact that hey we should do a podcast i thought i'm like dude you're smoking crack there's no way i'm going to be able to get on a mic and be able to talk nonetheless about the hobby which we have no idea about so when it first started um dude I, i'll be honest I, I was scared out of my wits i was like i'm not i haven't always been the best uh, when it when it comes to social situations, kind of awkward growing up, um, played sports very well, did a lot of things well. But you you put me in a room with a bunch of people and I'm like, I freeze up and I'm just like, nobody wants to hear what I'm saying. So now you're putting me in front of a mic and you want to talk about uncomfortable. Um, but Tony's like, you got this. You got this, bro. I'm going to make you <laughs> the star. Don't worry. And I'm like, yeah, OK. <laughs> you know, Tony, we, we just start talking and it just felt like, you know, we we would text all day long. So all we did was really pretty much just take what we were texting and put it onto the mic. So when the mic turned on, boom, it was like kind of like a switch. It felt comfortable, felt easy. Um, and the thing that really I think that helped me along was that I was passionate about what we were talking about. You know, so when you're passionate about something, you're able to articulate and talk about it. And it comes across, you know, you know, when somebody's phony. But when we started talking and it was just like, man, and especially at that time when the hobby was just off the hook, you know, crazy, you know, there was things flying for record prices and you would buy something on a Monday and by Friday it was doubling in price because they had a 30 point game or a couple of nice dunks in basketball or whatever it was. So it was just like, man, exciting. Everybody was hyped up and all the podcasts you're listening to. So just my content creation, it went from, you know, that excitement and, and learning how to get on the mic. And, and we, we really prepared and we figured out, we, we planned out our first 10 episodes, how we're going to do it. We came up with topics and that really, you know, that ran out real quick. So it's like, okay, so what are we going to do now? Cause we really don't have that background of information. You know, we, we know about the hobby, but we only know what we're hearing and watching on YouTube. So, you know, what, what can we do? So that's when we were like, well, let, let's interview some people. Let's get some people on here. Now that takes it to another level. Now you got to learn how to ask people questions and not just ask them questions, but have conversations. Cause you know, when you're, if, if you're doing an interview, you just don't want to be like, okay, here's the question. And you just sit back and then you let that person talk for 95 minutes. And you're like, Oh, in this summer of 2019, if you could <laughs> spend the next 20 minutes uh, describing uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that you know, sucks. Yeah. It does suck. You know what I mean? You want that back and forth. And when, when you first start, you don't realize that, you know, you have like when we, we first started, Tony was like, all right, I need you to come up with 10 questions, come up with 10 questions and I'll, I'll ask five, you ask five and, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. And I was like, all right. So I would, you know, dig deep, depending on who we were interviewing, I would go into their social media. I check out their YouTube. The first thing I would do is like about when you can click on about 
and you can see what that person puts down for what they you know want to describe their YouTube. So I was like, okay, I kind of got a little idea what they want to do there. Then the next thing was that let me check if they have an Instagram. Then I start looking at their posts, and I go all the way down, you know, and trying to really build a picture of the person not just you know regular questions i really wanted to dive a little bit deeper and get into the psyche of why they are where they are and why they collect you know how they do so it wasn't you know i i think that's kind of like what became our niche was we really took it serious we just didn't turn the mics on and talk a bunch of crap we we really tried to prepare professionally and 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 put that put out the best show possible you know for what we knew you guys do an incredible job. You're extremely prepared. You, 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 you come across uh, as very casual uh, and you hide a lot of your preparedness uh, uh, very well. So I, as somebody who has seen uh, behind behind the screen and seen the wizard, uh, you know, <laughs> at, at work a little bit, I, I, I will say uh, what, what, what they put out is, uh, is, is not, uh, is if there's one hour on air, there's that much time off air at least. So, yes, uh, and and people don't always realize that. So, shout out to, to the work that you guys genuinely do put in. Um, but one of the things I and I mean this is a sincere, genuine question. As somebody who um, I've talked about this in the past, I deal with social anxiety. Um, one of the reasons I done radio, I do this. It helps me kind of give me a coping in a safe area. Do you find, and whether it's for your own personal, you know, uh, social reasons or just just doing content in general, feel different when you're working with somebody like Tony that that you have that relationship with versus when you're with you know, yourself or with somebody else? Is that a totally different dynamic for you? It definitely is. You know, my first time on Hobby Hotline, I believe we weren't prepared. Didn't have, you know, we had a couple topics, but I was very anxious because I had no idea what we were doing. So it's like to me, when I'm doing Cousins Collectibles, Tony's like, you know, have at it. You're in charge. And then come when you're done, come to me and then we'll figure it all out. He'll put it together. But I, I got to like come up with all, you know, I'm kind of like the brainchild when it comes to questions and things like that. So I felt like a little bit more, you know, my, my OCD and, and, and uh, you know, just being in charge. I get that from my mom. So when I get on the hobby hotline, it's like. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, Jesus, take the wheel because I have no idea what's going to happen in this next hour. So you want to talk about social anxiety. So it's tough. You get you get you got to fight through it. It's definitely you don't have. And, and it's 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 something where each show you're on with a different person. So you don't have that camaraderie with that person. You have no idea um, until you get on there and they start talking. You're like, OK, then you got to figure it out and, and, you know, play it by ear, um, you know, and again, doing it so many times with Tony and, and with these guests, I, I've become accustomed and it's now a lot easier, but those first couple times, yeah, I was very anxious. Um, and then I'm not a big baseball guy when it comes to the collecting. I'm more, sure. you know, nineties basketballs, nineties inserts. I, I, I like a bunch of crazy stuff like uh stranger things, Michael Jackson. Well, first of all, you already fessed up to owning the heck out of chunk whack, chunk whack. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so you came strong at the beginning. You took your big baller cards and just put them out there early. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, don't ruin the myth, you know, let everybody right. believe that, that, that that's 1750. No, I'm strictly junk wax guy. You know what I mean? That should be my name. Um, 
so that that's that's what I know. I love basketball. Don't get me wrong. I watch baseball, watch hockey, you know, love football. Um, but basketball, I grew up playing basketball. So that's where I'm most most comfortable. So when you get on the hobby hotline, it's it's a lot of baseball. It's a lot of vintage where I I don't dabble in that. Tony does. Um, you know, I know about it, but I'm not one to be like, oh, yeah, you know, 1956 tops. I love this and this. I, I, I have no idea. So it just becomes where I'm on there. A lot of the, the people that we're talking to, they're obsessed with tops, baseball. And that is not my wheelhouse. And I'm kind of like lost in the sauce a lot of times. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, OK, how can I get in this conversation and how can I put something that's worth saying about tops without looking like a complete idiot? up here so that's usually my uh you know I've, hobby I've hotline never, experience i've never thought about that i just go for looking like an idiot <laughs> I, I gotta try i gotta try the other method <laughs> that being said i don't know what my camera's doing i look like i got a mustache and no beard this is not a this this is not a different version of me i, I you feel don't, you don't have a mustache and a beard i i know i feel like the beard is not showing as much i feel like the mustache is coming a little stronger than the beard i don't know i, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's even down I think you look good, bro. As usual. You know, it's hard. I got to hide. I got to hide this. For those of you listening on the audio version, just imagine me as 6'4 and 210. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this past year, you guys have, have, you know, like you said, you've hit 100 episodes now. Um, You're you're all over the place. You're doing collaborative uh, work, you know, with content creation, but you're also doing collaborative work. off the ice, off the field, um, and the national. Uh, could could you talk about? Because I think this is awesome. And 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 I called Tony. Anything that grows the hobby, anything that 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 is for kids, anything that is positive, um, and on top of that, anything that makes you no money is a total pain in the ass to do. Good on you. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, Give a little preview uh, to to, uh, who's doing what at the National, and and I'll let you uh, give all the details. Yeah, so like we said, the first National, we we got up on stage, and it's like once that happened, we were already planning for the next one. Dude, what can we do to one-up that? And Tony came out with, you know, we should host a trade night. And I chuckled, and I was like, yeah, sure, sounds great. And uh, he's like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, all right, if you're serious, let, let's let get in contact. I said, we're not going to be able to do it. We need to uh, get in contact with some people that will have the proper resources and know some people to make it happen. You know, we can't just say, okay, Cousins Collectibles is going to go up there and, and try to compete with Car Collector 2 after he's done it for like four or five years and he's grown it into this massive thing. And, what, what, you know, what are they going to say? Oh, come to Cousins Collectibles uh, trade night. They're like, who? What? So we were like, okay, how, how can we do this? So it kind of laid on the back burner. Um, and then we got invited by Rob, the sports car therapist. Um, you know, if you haven't heard of him, I'm sh- pretty sh- sure. shout out to Rob. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Rob. Most people know who Rob is. He's, you know, big time in the hobby. And, you know, for some reason he, he enjoyed our stuff, listened to it from day one and would hit us up and we would have conversations. Then he invited us on his show and he came onto our show. And then a little bit later he was like, bro, um, would you guys mind? He sent us a group text. He's like, would you guys mind? I have kind of like a wolf pack. It's a, it's just a DM with me and a couple guys. And we just talk sports. We talk the hobby 
would you guys want to join in? You know, I, I got Craig, New York City sports cards, who, who, you know, he knows you as well. And he he's he really wants to bring you guys on board. And he knew you were Eagle fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They know that. Oh. Uh, yeah. okay. And they're big New York guys. Well, now now I, now I got a question, Rob, next time I see him. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. <laughs> well, bro, don't act like, listen, we were this close to another Super Bowl. So let's just. Uh, here, we, here we go. Here we go. All right. Let's, go let's ahead. relax. I'm, but, root, no. I'm rooting for Bryce Harper to come back. So I know you're not a big <laughs> baseball fan, but let's, no, just, let's me just too. say I have a vested interest in his oh, success. Oh, hey, I, I hear you. Yep, I hear yep. you. So, okay. A lot so, of people do. <laughs> so, 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 so Rob uh, hook, hooks you up with this wolf pack. Yeah, and, he shoots us, and we yeah. we join this wolf pack. We're talking, you know, we're we're cutting it up every every night. Just it, actually, it was all day long. It was just like the group tech, text from hell, where it just no matter what time of the day, somebody's sending something, and we're just having a ball. And next thing you know, it's like, yo, let's do some content, and we're like, okay, let's do it. So how are we going to do it? He's like, oh, you know, well, let, let's do it where, you know, maybe like four people here. It was eight of us at the time. You know, four people here, four people here. We'll split it up. We'll we'll talk. You know, we'll just come up with topics, just anything to give back to the community. You know, we're a bunch yep. of guys with, you know, with a, with a ton of information when it comes to the hobby. Let, let's just go ahead and put it out there. We all get along. And that kind of birthed that, the Wolfpack content. And then from there, it's like Tony and I, we were, yo, you know, Rob. How about going ahead and doing a trade night, you know, Wolfpack? And he's like, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. So we start, you know, putting out ideas of how we're going to do that. And little by little, uh, you know, we got a hold of a venue directly across the street uh, from the uh, the hotel that they we're going to be at for the National. And then um, it's going to be Friday night from 6 to 9. So it's going to be a Wolfpack hosted trade night. There's going to be a DJ. There's going to be an open bar. Uh, there's going to be tables. There's going to be all kinds of who's who in the hobby there. It's going to be so, a good time. I just want to repeat that for, for people who are listening Friday night. If you're at the national six to nine across the street from, from the convention center. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is open to everybody. It's open. It You listen, first come first serve. We can only fit so many, uh, okay. the room, I think capacity is anywhere from 150 to 200 people. Um, but, it, but, but you don't have to be VIP. You don't have no, to. No, there's you, no, no charge. To be, yeah, you, you just, as long it's, as you get there early. Yeah. Okay. And, and then the thing is the hobby, I mean the hobby, the lobby is going to be available as well. Now the, the bar, the open bar is going to be outside. So if you're in the lobby chilling, again, it's a trade night. So you guys can set up outside. The main thing is we just want to have a cool environment, have some music, have cards, people networking and you know it's, it's just going to be a great time man I, I think it's going to be so so dope well I, i'm too old to to say dope even though i think <laughs> I'm, I'm way younger than you um but i do think that one of the things i'd like to point out to people is if you if you don't know um oz if you don't know tony if you don't know uh the guys in the wolf pack don't worry about trade night just come and hang out yeah you know, just come introduce yourself talk sports like it, it could not be more more welcoming, and and I can say that you know um, that it, it, I I look forward to meeting some of your friends, yes. you know, and I and I know that that will be a cool event. So so good on you yeah. guys. Like I said, yeah, that, that's the main thing. Just you know, everybody, it's a Friday night. What better way to to you know cap off uh, the the national and then just come over? There's going to be, I believe, Thursday night is Card Collector Two's trade night. 
So we're just going to have one Friday night again. It's six to nine at the Crown Plaza directly across the street. There we go. All right. So talk about a year. I think that that, that gives us a good uh, a good f- national to national. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've talked about your on air to on air. Now mm-hmm. let's talk about the reason we do all of it. The cards, the cards, the cards. All right. So we started with this $17 and 50 cent binder. <laughs> okay. These days in April of 2023. Uh-huh. And that's a sad thing. I have to look at my computer to figure that out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, what does your collection look like? How has it changed from obviously, you know, learning, you know, let, let, let's obviously give you credit for the fact that you, you are no longer chasing junk wax basketball. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, what are you into these days? What do you want to get into in the future if you're not already into it? Mm-hmm. Um, have you already gone through a cycle of something that you're already out of? You know, <laughs> I, kind, kind of kind of what's that year in collecting been? Yeah, the the year in collecting. So it, it started out where I'm kind of listening to all these podcasts and, you know, everybody talks about getting in, influenced. And so one of the first podcasts I started listening to was uh, House of Jordans, Chris Hoge and, you know, Christina's PC and the other gentlemen. So they're talking in the course, they're talking Jordan cards. And that's, like I said, my wheelhouse. So I'm like, man, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. So I, I want to collect some, Jor- <laughs> I want to collect some Jordans too. Why not? You know? So that was my first uh, <laughs> foray into the hobby, trying to collect Jordan. I, I realized quickly uh, junk wax would be my only thing that I would be collecting for Jordan. Um, because, for, the, for those yeah. of you, if you happen to not be a card fan and you're listening to this for some reason, that's like starting with the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to go all the way to the top with uh, <laughs> no ladder. So. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So I started looking at it and, but I was like, man, so they're talking all these nineties inserts and I'm, you know, the jambalayas and the, the green precious metal gems, the PMGs, everybody's, you know, loves the PMGs and, you know, just all kinds of craziness. And I'm like, man, you know, I would love to do the Jordan can't, can't afford it. You know, I, I haven't hit the lottery yet, but I still want to collect those cars. Now I, I wanted to figure out who I would be able to collect that would be affordable and that I would love collecting it. So I figured, why don't I put two and two together? You know, I live in, you know, near Philly. I'm a diehard Philadelphia fan. Um, You know, nineties, if you think nineties, two (laughs) thousands, you got to think Allen Iverson. Um, That was one of my, you know, favorite players. He In college, he was my guy. Georgetown loved him yep. in Georgetown. Yep, loved it. Uh, that that's where I fell in love with him. I mean, that little guy doing what he did, dunking on heads, grabbing rebounds, going coast to coast. I mean, he he was unbelievable. Um, and then you know, once he got to the Sixers, number one pick. You know that that was a year with Kobe and uh, Steve Nash. I mean that 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 draft was kind of crazy. The amount of Hall of Famers that came out of that, but he was the number one overall. Um, we obviously never won that championship. The one year we got to the finals and the Lakers, we we the only team to beat them one time that year. They swept everybody else, so we got at yep. least got that first one. Um, you know, with the memorable step over of Teron Lou. It was the Fofo Five Lakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was our highlight. You know what I mean? For the long, it still is in the NBA, except for you know the Sixers back in the day, '83. So I figured, yeah, man, 90s basketball. It doesn't get any more 90s, 2000s than, than Allen Iverson. He kind of changed the whole culture of the NBA. And so I started dabbling with him and doing 90s inserts and, and basically 
okay, whatever they were talking about that they were collecting with Jordan, I was just getting that card with Allen Iverson and trying to get it in the highest grade possible. Some I could get in some gem mint 10, some, some 9.5 BGS others. They were just, it, you know, even if it's Allen Iverson, it's still expensive. And there was cards going, you know, $2,000, $3,000 at the time, because it was the peak of the hobby. So that, that's when I started collecting when all these prices were crazy. So Alan, even Allen Iverson's market was, was a little insane. So I had to like, well, uh, he's still a hall of famer. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's, it's not like you were collecting, uh, you, you know, Ozzy Canseco. You right. Know? It, it, right. Yeah. No. Exactly. So, yeah, he, he's a Hall of Famer, top 75. You know, they just released a list. Yep. He was on the top 75. So, you know, Allen Iverson was, when, when it comes to the NBA, he, he definitely has clout. And, um, and especially in the hobby, which I didn't realize because I thought I was going to be like one of the only guys collecting Iverson. You know, that was my, my my thought process until I got onto Instagram and I said, let, let me uh, put in Allen Iverson and about a thousand accounts popped up. And I was like, "Ooh, I guess I'm not the only one. Right. So, but Allen cool, Iverson though. fan three, four, seven, two, eight, nine, five. <laughs> yeah. But what came out of that is that's how I built my, you know, my online community. So I start following all these Iverson collectors and then, you know, they're reaching out to me. And I met a dude that, you know, he lives in the Philippines and I call him my brother from another mother, Mr. James Mendoza. This dude collects everything I collect. He's a diehard Philly fan. You know, it, it's crazy. He's on the other side of the world. He's been to Philly already, but he collects Allen Iverson. He collects Michael Jackson. I collect Michael Jackson. He does. You know, it's it's, it's insane, bro. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And he also likes Karate Kid, and I do too. Well, <laughs> you're talking to Daniel, son. So. <laughs> we're all we're we're all on the karate kid train together yeah Uh, yeah. we're at least the first one there you go Uh, so okay so it started with ai then i started doing some pop and i i want to give a quick shout out before you go to pop culture ai was so good to my son when my son got his autograph i would just like to say in person people can say whatever they want and maybe people have had different experiences my experience in person the guy was a champ to yes. an at the time an 11 year old kid and you know what that's all that matters to that 11 year old kid so yep. shout out to, yep. to to treating the kids right and yeah appreciate yep. that always yeah you know, and, and, and i met him at yeah. the national and that was the first time got got an autograph and you know a picture with him and like you said everybody complained because he wanted to wear a mask and i came down with covid right after you know yeah so everybody was, oh, see, that's that's why he's a punk. That's why he's this. I, literally, I'm standing in line, and I have guys dressed in Cowboys gear talking smack on Allen Iverson because they're going to go see Drew Pearson, and they're talking smack. Oh, look, look at AI with that damn mask on. Are you serious? That's, and I'm just like looking at them like, yeah, don't disrespect my boy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> half, half that room got COVID after. Yeah, that's show. what I mean. Like, okay, but, y'all talking all that, but, you know, he, he did it for a reason. All right, so – then you decide or you found out you learned there's a world beyond sports cards and Mm -hmm. and that i know for you has kind of been like some rocket fuel in the jets so uh talk to me about your your non-sports cards. so then i'm a huge stranger things you know fan i watch stranger things from the very beginning there's been four seasons the the fifth and final season's coming up and it's something that i share with my daughter my 11 year old daughter and so there was just one thing, you know, like you said, I, I kind of figured out, damn, I, I didn't know they had Stranger Things cards. So 
I, I start looking and, and next thing you know, I start collecting them. And then and when we got to the national, it, it, they had the vending machine. It was a big to do. They had a big screen. I mean, that's like the first, you know, once you, you walked in, you saw this huge stranger things vending machine with vines coming out of it. They made it real, look real cool. And, and then this huge, you know, big screen. I was like, wow, what is this? And then, you know, they're giving away, you had to get in line and you can only pick one pack and they had 11 redemption cards. So you had the ability to, to get one of the new hobby boxes that were coming out for Stranger Things. So they only had 11 redemption cards, but you had to be in line either at 930 in the morning or at three o'clock in the afternoon. And those lines filled up quickly. Next thing you know, I'm spending my entire national in these lines. I was about to say, you didn't know you didn't know the national was a whole, was all about, you know, how to get swag strategically all over the building all day. <laughs> that, that's really that's really what the national is yeah yeah but my, my swag was literally staying in these lines because it was insane the amount of people that were trying to get the these uh you know the redemption cards and the very last day uh it was actually yeah sunday morning um there was still seven redemption cards left and my wife showed up with my daughter and I was like, you know, I, I grabbed my daughter. I was like, come on, let's she, like, like I said, she's a huge Stranger Things fan. So I told her to come on with me. We're going to get in line. I'm going to allow her to pick, a, you know, her own pack. And I'm going to pick my pack. And hopefully we get a redemption card. So we get in line, do the whole thing. I sit down. My wife's filming the whole thing. It's on, on Instagram. So she gets the pack. She tries to open it. She's like, no, dad, here. She gives it to me because she's never opened up a pack. So she's like nervous. And she doesn't want, she's like, she knows how I am. So she gives it to me. And my wife starts yelling. Give it to her. Give it back to her. Let her open. I said, I said, relax, relax. She doesn't want to open it. So I, I open it slowly. And the first thing I see is the redemption card. And dude, I jumped up so high. Oh. And I, was, I start jumping up. My, my wife, I'm like, I got it. I got it. My daughter, I gave her a hug. And I don't know if you're familiar with Courtney Reckline from Reckless Cards. Um. Her and her husband, you know, Reckless Cars, huge. She's a huge. And they do great I mean, content, was, also. Yeah, great content. Hobby Night School. They also do Two Thick podcasts, and you know, we were in those lines all day, every day. And, and Court, uh, Jeremy, her husband, was just bringing us food and stuff like that. Like, Here, here's some water. You guys are like camping out, you know, the entire hobby. And I, I turn around. She gave me a hug, and it was just unbelievable. And so, right then and there that kind of like solidified the bond that, you know, my daughter and I now have in the hobby where we're, I mean, we're huge collecting, you know, stranger things, cards, getting autos, doing all kinds of memorabilia. Her room looks like a, a stranger things museum right now. It's, it's insane. I think that's awesome. So moving forward, where do you see your collecting your content? What's the next 12 months for you? Ooh, next 12 months. So the main thing we, we want to do, you know, continue branching out, um, you know, staying uncomfortable, doing things, you know, continuing the, the hobby hotline, continuing with the wolf pack. You know, obviously we have the uh, trade night coming up, but but like the main thing is just uh, trying to get a, as big a reach as we can, you know, get getting our show out there. I, I think, you know, you know, you don't want to toot your own horn or pat yourself on the back, but I think we have a pretty decent podcast that it, it it's it's good to listen to it's fun and it's informational when we get the uh, guests on that you you can learn a lot and like you said it, it's casual and we and we like to have fun it doesn't always have to be so hoity-toity and serious and um you know the hobby you know there, there's times for that but there's also time that, that you, when you when you're in the hobby you want to have fun 
You know, it's it's an escape. And that's what I try to let people know. The older you get, you know, when, when you're young, if you're in your 20s right now, you're just in the flip game and you're, you know, you're trying to make this a, a career. You're trying to make it. I don't want to go to work. I cheers, want, cheers. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get all focused and stressed out on, on buying inventory and trying to flip and get an IG and it, and it becomes this whole thing. Like with me, I'm like way beyond that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did that. Been there, done that. Tried everything to become a millionaire overnight. Didn't happen. So now it's just, I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm a mailman. I make a decent amount of money. I got my house. And now it's just about, I got a, a real hobby. Yeah. Um, and a hobby that, if I can say, has enough different sides to it mm-hmm. that you can evolve and change within the hobby and yeah. and, and and grow um, or retreat back into something you collected ten years ago or twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah. And and I just love I just love that it offers you all that variety. Yeah, and that is so true, Danny. Like, dude, if if you were here right now and you've seen the amount of crap that I have surrounding me, like you can see a little bit of it. But over this way, that's it's all toys. Like I'm a huge Masters of the Universe He Man. That was my 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 jam back in the day. You can you can send me a Shira anytime you want. <laughs> Shira, I got a ton of Shiras. I bet uh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love me some Shira. Yeah, um, dude, it's it's insane. And and that's the catalyst for that. My cousin, he um. I got a big collection. His thing dwarfs mine. I mean, the way I'm into cars is the way he's into toys. And he has his own podcast that he's doing now because I kind of inspired him, you know, cousin Tony and I. Um, So it's just funny how this, you know, these little seeds have just grown into this, this big, big freaking forest of, of hobby goodness is what it is. It really is. And, and it is, if you, um, and I tell people this all the time, you know, (laughs) Some people say the hobby, the hobby is the people, um, the hobby, the hobby is the right people. Um, and, 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 and there's a lot of right people out there. Um, and, and, and you know what, go find them. If you're into stranger things, if you're into vintage baseball, if you're into nineties basketball, it doesn't matter. It, Mm -hmm. that's, it it just doesn't, um, go, 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 go find your group, go find your niche, you know, go, go find your chat group. Whatever it is, you know, the, the hobby has a place for you. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I'm just saying you have right there the, the PC evolution and, and exactly what you're talking about. Because when, when you get back into it or, or you're new to it, you really don't have an idea of, of what's going to be good for you and what you really want to collect. And, you know, we always talk, you always hear collect what you like, collect what you love. Uh, but you really don't know until you start putting real money into stuff. You could easily start listening to some stuff or, you know, you, you just think, okay, I, I want to get rich off of this. So you start going down a path, trying to figure out what's the best way. Okay. I want to get a, a Mickey mantle. Let me, let me see if I can get a 52 mantle and uh, do something like that. And, and it's, you know, you never, you know, you're, you're 25 years old. You never watched baseball. You don't really know who Mickey mantle is, but you know, you know that everybody wants that card. So you purchase it, you go all out, you take out a, you know, a big loan and you buy a Mickey Mantle and now you have it, but you're not in love with it. So then you're like, okay, this didn't really do it for me. And the next thing you know, you know, you're, you're out the hobby, but it, once you figure out your lane and, and that's the thing with, with doing the way we did and starting the podcast and starting to talk to everybody, it's, it's almost like through osmosis, we've, we're, we're learning it all. 
from the vintage and then going on up through the ages into the 80s, the 90s, 2000, whether it's in basketball, baseball, uh, football, you know, is, is an up and coming sport. I, I still think that has a ton of growth in it. It's all about quarterbacks now, but I think, you know, eventually we're going to get past that and we're, we're position players, running backs, wide receivers. One day you and I are going to do an hour just on that. I, yeah. I, 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 you and I, I think are a hundred percent simpatico on this and, 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 I know it's come up on other shows. Yeah. So th- thank you for mentioning it again. I know it's silly, but yes. <laughs> no, but you, you know, you know, I love Tony and I, man, we could talk football for like ever. And then it just, it just, dude, that, you know, we talk about baseball being America's, you know, pastime, but right now football is America's pastime. I think it's taken over that. And I don't see the hobby making that transition to it just yet. It's like in its infancy stages and it's all about either, the goats, whether it's Tom Brady and everybody else, or it's, you know, we're, we're putting thousands and thousands of dollars into unproven uh, prospects and hoping to, to, to hit a, a big one with that. And it's like, you know, there's more to football than, than a quarterback. I just bought a $10,000 Brock Purdy one of one. Are you saying that was wrong? <laughs> Good luck. You know, <laughs> somewhere there's somebody listening to this going, shh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was like uh when the kid pulled the uh was it a one-on-one mac jones out of black prison it was a black prism and he was like this is a hundred thousand dollar card this is a hundred and, and he's shouting it to his dad and i'm watching the thing on instagram i'm like well where did you get that from why is that a hundred thousand dollar card and he sold it for a hundred thousand because that was at the peak of mac jones mania and the guy that bought that ooh, i feel sorry for you bro I feel sorry for a lot of people over the last couple of years, if I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> there's been a lot of hobby mistakes. There, there, there's, if you, you know, Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you might have hobby FOMO if you own Bull Bull. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like I feel, I, I feel like we should have a list of players. If you own them, you know, then you suffer from hobby yeah. FOMO. Zion uh, Williams. <laughs> right, right, right. If you have a uh, fourth uh, fourth year base Zion at, 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 at HGA right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, it's nice when I do my own show and my only sponsors are Blockbuster and, and uh, you know, I don't have to worry about uh, anybody. Um, all right, my friend. Can I give you a big thank you and, and, and a genuine uh, appreciate this? We just flew through 45 like nobody's business. Bro, that's crazy. Yep. <laughs> How's that for a little bit of fun? That's beautiful. That that yep. That's what this hobby does. When, when Like I said, when you're passionate about something, you could talk. And we we're, we're just here just chatting it up. And it, it just comes easy. It comes easy because you love it. And you and I both know we left five hours on the cutting room floor if we wanted to. So, <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, I don't do outros because uh, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I've never I've never made one, so I don't have an outro. See you, everybody. Oz, <laughs> uh, uh, real quick, tell everybody where they can find you. I'm oh, they can find me on cousins underscore collectibles on Instagram. I also go by. Oz, the people's mailman on Instagram. That's my own personal account. Tony handles the cousins collectibles. And then we have the podcast and I'm going to go with an outro and it is very simple and it goes, keep focused, keep positive and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Danny, take us out, brother. Peace.